There's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. Win. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tim Gaither Podcast, episode 19. My buddy John Sheezer is here. We're back in his uh, studio recording this. I've been on the road for a few weeks. I was on the road for 10 days, and then I went to the Cayman Islands on a vacation for eight days. And John's been on the road doing his thing, and uh, so here we are. So, welcome. Back, finally back together again. After, yeah. It's been, it seems like months, but... Yeah, it's with, been a while. It's been, I think, three weeks or four, maybe three and a half. Yeah, but you know what? In the past, I would have just blown it off those three weeks or whatever, and it would have been this sporadic Tim Gaither podcast. Right, right, but you took initiative. I took and, initiative, by God. And and let's go ahead and... What, What's the program? Because this pro okay. And first of all, episode nineteen. Welcome, listeners. Uh, but episode eighteen and episode seventeen, those were not recorded here. But by way of this po- app that you I found, I found this app for five dollars. That uh, it's funny. I'm about to brag on it, and now it's not working on my computer. Um, but I found this app for five bucks on my on my computer and uh, or on my phone rather. So then I put it on my computer. It's called Just Press Record, and we did the first one in Vegas, uh, episode 17, with Alicia Cooper and Johnny Cardinale in the green room. And I just found that, and uh, and I took it down there, and we recorded on that. And the last the last couple sounded really good. So right. I'm doing it as like a secondary thing here in case something happens with the recording oh. we're doing, which I don't foresee. But now, had you worked with them previously? Uh, I'd work with Johnny. Capacity? Johnny had emceed uh, for me at the uh, Laugh Factory in Las Vegas before, um, and he's he's very funny. He's he works a lot of colleges. I mean, he can headline rooms as well. So having him open a show is is good, you know, to get it right, off on the right, right foot. And uh, Alicia Cooper is a headliner in her own right. She's a comedy store regular and uh, been getting a lot of spots there at the comedy store, which I might go up to tonight. Um, you should go up to tonight. I should. I should. I got a Fourth of July pre-roast battle show in the belly room, which is oh, you great. Tonight? Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Shout, shout out to Brian Moses, but any listeners in Hollywood? I think it, I'm going to hit him up and try to get on that soon. It's. I mean, look, it's a packed show. Everyone there is ready for the roast battle, and then so it's like an hour and a half of stand up before the roast battle starts. Oh, they do that much? Okay. Right, and so he gets up like eight to ten people usually every tuesday and really i thought it was one person no it's and it's like an eight minute set it's a nice set and it's packed everyone there's been there for an hour and a half waiting so there's a lot of energy and excitement um okay well i'm gonna definitely hit him up if if i love moses listeners if you do try to attend this thing you have to get there an hour and a half early like get there eight eight thirty nine there's a line that builds because i think it's five dollars to get in two dollar minute drink minimum something like that but okay um yeah, it's and what it. time do you go up? What time does it start? Um, I go up at... I mean, what time does the comedy part I start? I think the comedy starts at 10, and I'll be up at like 11, 11.30, okay. something in the road. So it starts battle. at 10. All right, I'm definitely going to hit him up about that. Cool. Yeah, it's it's a good... It's And it's a little show. I thought it was one person that came out and did like six minutes. No, and, and Coach T has the DJ going and like... Okay. Rings, yeah, it's it's a real deal, and Brian hypes it up and... Okay, uh, well shit, man. I'm definitely going to get on that show. I love yeah, Brian. No, um, it's good for the comedy com- community. I, yeah. I, you know. Well, I definitely just need to be in Hollywood more than I have been. It's been easy for me lately when I'm on not on the road to just 
enjoy being at home. And not well, I mean, you're not working, so at that point, yeah, you know, it's kind of well. In August, July is really super busy for me. Um, so in August, I really plan on uh, on spending a lot of time in Hollywood. And there's a lot of stuff around my house that I want to do. I want to pimp out my garage and make it into like a little dojo. <laughs> well, it's it's halfway there now. It's halfway there, but I'm gonna get a wrestling mat and put it in there. And we got garage doors that actually work. Okay. And uh, so yeah, I'm gonna pimp it out. We're gonna put a TV on the wall and uh, put some bean bags in there. Make it like a little. Little little cottage out there. I mean, just with that wrestling dummy, you're kind of inspired just to work out when you go in there. Yeah. Well, I snap on his head all the time and a punch on it, and it's fun. When I was really frustrated with Tommy, who used to run the comedy store, I actually renamed it Tommy. I think it's called Bob, but we call it Tommy because I used to beat <laughs> the shit out of it. it. Needs to, yeah. <laughs> See, that's good versus other people who have, I'm sure, vandalized his property or done something to that guy. I know a guy, a friend of mine, who prank calls him to this day. I'm like, let it go, man. I mean, <laughs> let it go. There now, you've got to say no and yes to only, you know, you, there's only so many spots. So, uh, you know, yeah. people are rubbed the wrong way. You just hope it's not people that are... Uh, Gonna prank call you three times a day for the next seven, <laughs> yeah, seven that's, or eight years. Yeah, that's a little excessive. That you gotta let some stuff go. But uh, I do need to spend more time up there because whenever I do spots in the OR, I really enjoy it. And I think we talked about it on one podcast about how nothing, no room in the country will teach you how to be conversational more than the comedy store. And sometimes you just need to be reminded of that because they know when you're just up there doing jokes or like doing bits. It's like. They know. When the bar's set so high up there, too. I mean, there's great comics. Come yeah, on. and you might be following somebody huge. and. Uh... Well, plus, they always have new door guys now. It doesn't seem like... I don't know if there's a lot more than there used to be, but I just... It seems like there's a new guy carding me every month. Oh yeah, and so like if you that's the other thing is are you going up there enough that you're not that you're not going to get carded by the new door guy? Ask yourself that question. <laughs> uh, some guy that looked new the other day came and he was like, "Hey man," and you know, you know me, I'm pretty laid back for the most part but it was just the way he worded it he's like he's like hey man you can't sit back here and i'm like why not he's like this is for comics only and i was like well i'm a comic and he was like you comic here i was like yeah i've been a paid regular here for six years he's like oh okay cool man and he tries to give me the fist pound and i'm like well don't be a dick right off the bat why don't you say hey are you a comedy store regular because that's only only people who can sit back here and i'll be like yeah i am and that'll be the end of it but don't be like you can't sit back here there's a certain level you don't know me certain level (laughs) then they don't and that's why they should approach you like better like whenever i would work there and comics would come in in the lot and or through the back door and they would just walk in you know and because the comedy store it's a special place and if you spent years there Maybe it's from 82 to 88. Like, mm-hmm. you come back and everything looks the same. And But just introduce yourself. Like, I would hate when comics would be like, what? I can't park here. Or like, you know, I'm a comic. And be like, well, you haven't been here in six years. Like, all of us, we've been here for five years and no one knows you. Like, introduce yourself. Yeah. Like, say, hey, this is my headshot. This is my picture. Here's a story about, you know, whoever from back in the day. Like, just say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm a, a familiar person. You yeah. know, here, here's my comedy store story. Don't just act, walk in and act like you, you own the place. So now whenever I go in there, because it's like I haven't lived lived in and out of L.A. for a few years now and have just gotten back, to, you know, to L.A. this past fall. So I don't know a lot of people up there. So whenever people are like, hey, you know, ID or what's this? I'm like, oh, yeah, here it is. And then well, I'll, and then, you sure. Know, I just yeah. try to be nice. But like if you work there, you know. But it's all about how you approach someone. You know, if I'm sitting there. You know, don't just assume, oh, you're, you're some dumbass just because you haven't met me. Right. 
and you're new. You know? No, yeah. No, there, there's a certain level of like people just you know think they're bad. Common courtesy, you know. I mean, the guy it doesn't really there. exist that that that's yeah. why. Yeah, you're right about that. Well, good. Okay, so um, good news about Bo Macon. Yeah, little Bo Macon, who we talk about on every podcast, and we pitch his, we pimp his website, making it happen. Making it happen. dot com. M a c a n. M a c a n. It happen. dot com. He got himself a pool. And we're always talking about how I needs one, so uh, um, it wasn't necessarily us that did it. We certainly didn't do it, but some people around there did. And for uh, those of you if, that donated, if they, if they thank heard you. it on this first, God bless them. You know, yeah. If you shared it or you t- you helped, uh, you know, tell his story, um, thank you. And so he's got a pool now, and so he's got a pool, and uh, and they always need money. I mean, his disease is horrible, so check it out there. And uh, oh, and they always need need donations. But after you read his story, you'll you'll want to donate to him. But uh, the road was good, man. I had uh, 18 shows in this 10 days. Your July is packed. Well, in, I'm talking about June when we didn't get or together. Or June. Yeah, 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 yeah. June. I'm sorry. Um, it was, uh, I did Vegas and I did Des Moines first. I did four shows in Des Moines and then 14 in Vegas. And, and they were good. I liked who I was working with both weeks and uh, got both podcasts done. And anytime you can do 18 shows in 10 days, it you know, sharpen, you feel, you feel like you a beast a after that. Yeah, you know, by that 18th show on Sunday, I was, I was having fun. That's where I did the special, and that's where I was eating cookies on stage <laughs> and all that. And I didn't eat cookies this time, just because they had them locked up in the green room, and I couldn't get in there. But uh, <laughs> I think somebody really overdid the uh, cookie privilege because they started locking the the snacks up. They You're started like, locking the snacks, and you got to ask. I mean, they'll put some. They'll put them out now. They'll put some snacks out. But there used to be an unlocked drawer that, like, before you went back to your room, you know, I'm going to grab a bag of cookies and a bag of chips. Well, some dickhead who's probably drinking too much just cleaned them out one night, so now I can't get my famous Amos cookies. And, yeah, now he's probably never working there again. That's And the, the, that explains the no backpacks in the green room sign. Is there a no backpacks? Probably at this oh. point. I mean, <laughs> there should be. I always bring my damn backpack everywhere. Greg Warren gave me shit about it at the NCAA tournament. Uh, I stayed with him. And uh, who we should have on this podcast? He's really funny and loves wrestling. And uh, but I stayed with him, my, my brother and I, at the uh, NCA tournament. And uh, why the hell was I telling you this story about Greg Warren? Because uh, we brought up uh, wrestling. We're talking about Vegas and. Gosh dang it! I totally lost what I was doing. I was just having a conversation. I forgot we were recording it. And this is what I do in real recording. Yeah. <laughs> real well, conversations. Okay. I forget shit. But what the hell was it about going to his house in? We're gonna have to edit this out. No, no, I'm saying it. This is the this is the real deal. Eating food, cookies, cleaning uh, it out, storage lays. Like we're in the green, we're in the green room at at the Laugh Factory. There's no snacks. There's a <laughs> there's a backpack. Greg Warren gives you yeah, shit about a backpack. I, I, all this time to remember that, and it's not even a good uh, story. Well, let's just see. He, he was just giving me shit Find about out. it because at the NCAA tournament, I would always bring in my backpack. And one day they wouldn't let me, and uh, he was like, well, you look like a fucking terrorist. <laughs> I'm like, I never thought about it that way, but I just have a lot of needs. I've got some fucked up eyes, man. I've, I had, uh, speaking of Des Moines when I was there, um, I've got these contacts that I told you guys about. I have to put in with a fucking tiny plunger. And uh, so they, dry, they can dry out my, they're, they're great in a lot of ways, but they can dry out my eyes really bad. And... I guess I was wearing them too much in Des Moines because I woke up one morning and my eyes were just so dry. And so I didn't wear my contacts all day. And then when I did put them in, it was like my eyes couldn't take it. 
and all of a sudden they got super sensitive. You know, like have you ever been like snow blind or something where you can't even look up? Mm-hmm. That's how it was. My eyes hurt so fucking uh, bad, and I had to go on stage in like an hour. So My right glasses or you're well, like yeah, but, at that point, but you're still but, inside. And, but it's dry. My eyes are dry as the main thing, and yeah, I can't look at lights at all. And they're coming to get me in like 15 minutes, and I'm like, I can't. You know, I don't know how long this is gonna last. And I went in the show, and I was like barely able to look up at the door guy and I'm like man is the GM here like I need to tell her like I can't even look up right now I don't know what I'm gonna do we need to cut some lights out of this equation if you want any show yeah um but then it's weird man there's been a couple of times in my life health wise where I was genuinely like scared and this was kind of one of them just because I had to perform and you know how light the bright bright the lights are and I was just really concerned about whether or not I was going to be able to pull it off and there was another time that I that I passed out after a surgery and literally thought I was going to fucking die. And both of these times that I just felt kind of desperate, like I, one of the times I really thought I was going to die, like my heart was beating so fast. And I was like, God, please help me. And as soon as I said that, like, and genuinely meant it, like, you're my only hope. <laughs> well, I'll be damned if both of those times it didn't almost automatically, like the time I thought I was going to die when it, my heart was beating out of my chest, my heart slowed down. I immediately got flooded with sweat, which like cooled me down. And like literally, as soon as I said those words, my heart slowed down. I started sweating in a good way, like to cool me down. And it, you know, I can't explain it other than I said those words and I felt better and the I was desperate. Immediate relief. Yes. Yeah. And I said, I did the same thing in the green room. I was like, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I really don't know how I'm going to pull this off. I can't even. I can barely open my eyes, and when I do, I can't look up at people. It's my my they're running. I mean, it was fucking miserable. And I said a little prayer, and it <laughs> it just started feeling better. And before by the time I had got on stage, I was able to do what I did. And the second shows, I think that may have been Friday, and then the Saturday, my eyes were still bothering me, but not near as bad. And I was able to get through it. And a part of it's going up on stage, like something about it, just like we talked about that. Takes I don't care. Yeah, of, there's like a certain level of adrenaline that you get. Yeah. Or just like it's almost maybe even a zone. So whether you're sick or not, like you yeah. still go into this zone that your body's prepared to jump into yeah. mentally. It's, it's just like today I watched a documentary I've watched a couple times called Terry on Flow Wrestling. And it's about Terry Brands, one of my favorite wrestlers. What's Flow Wrestling? FlowWrestling.org is where. If you're a wrestling fan, you can see anything wrestling. Junior high, high school, college, international. Okay. One-stop shop for Basically, anything. yeah. Okay. And they have a good podcast on there. And uh, they really do a good job. And, and Try to get you on that podcast. And have made... Well, I'm friends with the, with some of the guys that who work who work there. Let's do that, then. Yeah, I would, I would love to have them on or vice versa. But um, he was talking about how he... In the, for the bronze medal match at the Olympics without getting into the whole story, his coach was talking about how he couldn't even walk beforehand because his back was so fucked up. He couldn't walk beforehand, and he couldn't walk as soon as the match was over. But for those five minutes, he was able to do what he had to do to win the bronze medal, and uh, he should have won gold, but it's a great fucking documentary. Um, But my point is it's amazing what you can do when you really don't have a choice. You know, like, what was I going to do that night in Des Moines? I couldn't. In, in, and by incidentally, even if I took the contacts out, it was still the same problem. It wasn't like, well, just take your contacts out. It's like, that's not the problem. Well, they're it's still the, sensitive and dry. It's the dryness. Red. And when you take the contact out after it's already dry, like it's like pulling a scab off your oh, yeah, eye. Yeah, 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 it yeah, would have been yeah, 10 yeah, times yeah, yeah. as worse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you just have to... Oh, 
man, douse your eye in eye drops and then just pull it off like a scab. It was, yeah. But anyway, without getting into all that, it was, uh, but I pulled it off. But what was I going to do? It wasn't like I could, you know. What do you do in Des Moines? Like, do you, you've been there, I'm assuming this is probably your 20th weekend of your career in Des Moines. Do you have a restaurant there or any, or like, do you go to an iCubs game or do you go, like stroll down by the river walk thing that they got, which I'm assuming they have just because there's a river that goes <laughs> through the city. It was super freaking hot that week, and uh, it was only like a three-day deal. I was only there, so I didn't do shit. I hung out in my hotel room, which I do a lot. Like, I've, you know, I don't know. It's, I, I've it's, realized I'm a pretty boring dude. I like to work out. I like to watch TV. I like to read. Actually, I don't like to watch TV. I, rare, I rarely turn on the TV in the hotel room, but... Uh, I'll read and get some exercise, and it's amazing the amount of time I can waste doing fucking nothing. Oh, yeah, I'm great at that, too. Yeah. But the g- older I get and the more I'm kind of accepting it, I'm like, I don't like doing a lot of shit. <laughs> you know? Well, and if you do I like find hanging something- out with people I care about. I like watching, you know, movies, documentaries sometimes, reading a good book. I, as I get you older, know. my quest for knowledge is growing a little bit, and I just find myself more interested. I went to the World War One Museum in Kansas City, had okay. lived there my entire life, never been. Never checked it out. And it had a great time and learned a lot, and just the staff there was like, I had any question. Like, was, was Mexico in World War One? No. You've, and you've been on the road a lot lately. Has that been good? Yeah, it, it has. That's one thing, you know, this has all been, like, I've driven... I did seven days, seven shows with uh, Sandro Yocolano, who's awesome, Comedy Store paid regular, and Johnny Scordis, who was in um, The Equalizer with Denzel Washington, had a big part in that movie, and really funny guy. So, And Gabe Killian. What happened? We loaded up a car. It was Gabe Killian, Scordis, and I did two shows, drove up through Washington. Then we dropped Gabe off at the airport. Nice. Picked up Sandro for the remaining five shows. But it was – I learned a lot, man. I learned. So you got to work with a lot of people and got to – yeah, and they were all friends, and everyone was super chill. And um, some of the shows were awesome. Some one of them was horrible. Uh, I I just I learned that some people are just really bad at business or don't give a shit. Yeah, and you know this one particular show in Medford. I'm not even going to say the venue's name because I had no way want to be affiliated with that. You know, I tried to go back and re- take down it was, it, it any post. So. We drive seven hours. The night before, Friday night, was great show. I mean, yeah. it's uh, in the middle of eastern Washington, Zilla, Washington, in the Yakima Valley, Tri-Cities, kind of whatever area. I'm sure you may have been there once or twice over the years. I have not. Uh, and but that don't mean shit. Yeah. It, uh, four hours east of Seattle, to give you okay. a, just a quick. Uh, show's great. We load up the car the next morning. Seven-hour drive down to Medford. I'm excited. I've got some old coworkers coming out, this and that. We get up there. Venue's locked. Show starts at 8. We're there at like 7.15. Venue's locked. Wait around. Nothing call, nothing, nothing. Just go back to the hotel. We're just like, all right, whatever. Let's just go out and have some drinks. I had looked up. There was a couple of venues that had rock show, like bands playing. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I was like, we'll just go and see if we can just do a show after the bands finish. Yeah. Just to, to salvage anything, you know. And... Um, so I get a call from some number, and it's the guy, that, the manager. He's like, yeah, yeah, come down, man. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, we're open. You know, some people came by. Uh, we just told them to come back. And I'm like, well, where, where, were you, where, where are you at? It's like, it's 9.15. The show's supposed to start an hour and 15 minutes ago, and you're sounds just. Sounds like an awesome gig you're getting ready to do. So, dude, so we walk in there. There's like five or six tables total. It's the owner, like two locals, and this, like, punk rock skinny bar back 
slash bar bouncer kid. Sounds like a dream. And <laughs> pool table. Uh, at this point, there's eight people there waiting for the show that yeah. show up. And uh, and then he's like, you want to wait for those other people to come back? And I'm like, no, no, no. It's just we're, we're starting this now. It's 9.45. Like, we're already pissed. And I don't... So I just get up and I'm just like, I'm, it's one of those things where I'm standing on stage. It just looks like a really bad talent show, mm-hmm. like at some like weird elementary school or middle <laughs> middle school. I, I'm just looking out, making eye contact with everyone in the room in about seven seconds in like one pan. Yeah. Like, got you, got you, got you, got you. Like, that's the vibe. So it and, sucked. But luckily, the people playing pool put their sticks down. They're watching. And I get in, I'm, I'm plowing through, getting laughter, getting whatever I can get out of this situation. But the owner bar back, or owner bartender is just sitting there engaging with me because the bar is maybe 15 feet from the stage off to the left. While you're on stage? Yes. Ha ha ha. Like laughing and ha ha. Just like, oh yeah, that's a good one. Ha ha. And then, uh, so finally, um, I'm doing my bit and... He just goes, he just starts chiming in. He's like, what about whiskey? It was just like, I guess, and, he, it, and he's like, what about whiskey? And I, and I just finally go, what are you, what are you doing? He's like, what? <laughs> you don't like the name whiskey? <laughs> Jesus. I, I go, what are you doing here? I go, what are you doing? Like, we're trying, I'm, like, I'm trying to put on a show. What? People talk, you can talk. I go, the, I go, this is your, you're the manager. I've never, and then I just looked out at Sandro and, and uh, scored us, and I just go, uh, Medford, you've been great. Thanks a lot, guys. And just put the mic in, and I was like, you know what? I don't even want to like shit all over this guy. I just want to get off the stage in the show, get everyone that came to see comedy out of there, so they're not spending any money, right? And then, and but I went around to everyone individually, which turned out to be a good thing. They were. They, everyone was like, hey, man, we understand. That sucks. You know, fuck this guy. Come back. Here's this recommendation for next time. Here's this recommendation for next time. One lady was said "I'm." she was the GM of, like, the best hotel we tried to get a room at, but they were sold out. Mm-hmm. So she's like, here's my email. When you come back, let me know. I'll, you know, I'll take care of you guys. And then we went to another bar, had a great night, um, talked to the manager there about doing comedy, and that was, like, a legit good spot right and so that was promising because i was like it's me and those two guys he's like i don't want to do comedy i've done it it sucks did that dickhead pay you the guy that you did the show no the show i walked for? i mean i i owed him like he owed me 35 bucks i just i was like wanted to beat the shit out of him yeah and i was so pissed and his little sidekick minion guy was at the at the bar just like what well, you know if you're in vegas you get heckled i go if you're in fucking vegas <laughs> the owner of the fucking venue's there not an hour and a half after the show starts and I just like I just I just turned around and walked. You're a pretty out. laid back guy, so yeah. I was work. Here's the problem: we had been in the car. We drove 400 miles, you know, and so we had I had that seven hours in a car rage kind of built up, especially when we walked up, and it's black. Yeah. The doors are all locked, and I'm looking through the window at a sign that says 8 p.m. with my fucking name on it, and it's like 7:50. No one's answering phones. Wow. Nothing. And I was I really just want to take a break through that guy's fucking window, which I would never do, especially because there was a lot of cameras. I would like to say I would never do that, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But but I probably would. uh, Um, But that was the worst. Everything else was great, and it was just good hanging out with guys. We got uh, the guys. Johnny was hilarious, did great. Sandro killed it. Um, 
We got a lot of good footage. Actually, if you go to laughprints.com or on Facebook, laughprints, it's L-A-U-G-H-P-R-I-N-T-S. Um, there's some videos up there of some of our shows and clips and things like that. But okay. it, was a, it was a great time. And I think we learned a lot. I learned a lot. Um, and Yeah, it's good. It's good hanging out with good buddies. My, uh, you know, I, it, it's, I, I need it sometimes to hang out with people like I've known for my whole life. And uh, last week, um, the wife had to go out of town for, uh, for business for a day or two. And uh, she went out for whatever, one day, I think. And he came over. And he came in town for some business and came over and I fed him some beers and uh, his name is Brian Pinnock. He was, uh, he organized my bachelor party for my wedding and he's just a good dude. He, we've been friends for 25 years and he's on episode 18 and he told some funny stories and, uh, um, my, he was, he witnessed my brother in high school. He's one of the few people that talked that knew how good he was so he was he talks about that a little oh, bit okay okay and, uh, so, so he, he witnessed the greatness yeah he did he 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 said that on the podcast he's the best high school wrestler i've ever seen and uh told a couple stories about my brother and what a freak he was and and uh it was pretty cool so we had a good time and and uh were some of those stories about him being a freak how he's in his mid-40s and looks like he's 27 <laughs> no it was mainly about how he would like how we didn't have a car when we were in high school or at least for his part of his high school so he would and we lived out of district so he would run to wrestling practice like on saturday mornings it was like a 10 mile run so he'd run there and do practice and then run home he's just a freak man Jeez. he's got a daughter that's a, that's a really talented athlete also and uh so yeah, we'll hey, see how and an uncle. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, and uh, another thing, I just was on uh, vacation, which, which we'll get to in a minute. But um, when I was there, I saw this thing called. Uh, it was raining one night, and we watched a documentary called uh, "What the Health." Have you heard about this? I have not. Dude, no, it's just a Netflix deal. It's Netflix. I think it was Netflix, and. Uh, it's a documentary, and at first I was like, I don't know if I feel like watching this. And by the end of it, I wanted to change the way I ate. And uh, they did a good job of explaining everything that the meat and dairy and cheese industry and all this shit do and how bad it is for you, basically. And then they told us how... Okay, they've done research that basically says like meat and cheese and dairy and all this shit causes cancer and heart disease and all this other shit and if you go to like american cancer institute and um diabetes association and the american heart association if you go to their websites if actually if you type in i learned this on the documentary if you type in their sponsors american heart association sponsors all the shit that causes heart disease will will pop up they're, they're 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 sponsored by the people who literally caused the shit, and all their research is is based on the money given to them by these corporations. So what the fuck do you think those findings are going to be? Oh, meat and cheese and dairy is the best thing you can put in your body. Eggs are the perfect food. Blah blah protein blah diet. blah blah. Yeah yeah yeah. Protein diet, Atkins, all this shit. Well, the truth is. And they had all these health experts talking about it. They're like, the reason cancer and all this shit is so rampant in this country, it's the food. In three words, he was like, and some of the stuff they were talking about, about cheese and the way they do meat and all this stuff, it was absolutely disgusting. But the worst part is they're just washing each other's hands. And it's just a, a perfect, it's a cycle and it's government subsidies and all this shit. Yeah. Our government, 
<laughs> dude, but, uh, it's so is fucking it a cost evil. Thing, you think like <laughs> it, it's like a, like a food replacement's it's, it's, more expensive to than to just. What do you to, What do you mean? By well, that? like okay, let's just say to to herd cattle and produce that and and you know make it like a. A sixty forty fat meat content that you can you know sell cheap and people you know or seventy thirty you know and then cheese and making. Um, I don't really know how to answer that, but I know that it after at the end of it, I legitimately was like, man, I was grossed out by cheese, <laughs> which I never you know I love cheese, I love I meat, love cheese too. I love bacon. But after I saw the documentary, I'm like, I'm gonna try at least for this for a month. I'm going to go without cheese, except for what my... She makes this awesome, these awesome cauliflower dishes. You'd be surprised what you can make out of cauliflower, dude. It is fucking that crazy. That mashed potato stuff? Have you had that? Dude, she makes shit that I'm like, I cannot believe this is made with cauliflower yeah, and a little risotto? bit of cheese. Dude, it is so freaking good. Um, yeah, that sounds... Uh, yeah. She, she's made breadsticks out of it that if she didn't tell me this is made out of cauliflower, I'd be like, are these from Pizza Hut? They are so damn good. Like, like, like cauliflower... Flour, flour, or something. Like, I, I don't know how she either. does it. Yeah, I don't know how she does magic. it, but God bless her. She gets all this shit off Pinterest. Um, I guess so. Other was... than the little bit of cheese she uses for that st- type of stuff, I'm gonna give it up for a month. My buddy Jim March was telling me about how bad cheese is and all this shit, and all I know is I love it and I've eaten a ton of it. But after watching that documentary, and you have to watch it because I'm not, I won't do a good enough job explaining it to you. But once you watch it, after an hour and twenty minutes, you'll be like, "Holy shit." And it'll make you sad because you'll think about all the people who have died about died from all these things at a young age. Like that's why you hear like, "Oh, he was in the peak of health," and people are like, "Oh, it's just genetics." They should, they said on this documentary, they're like, "It's not your genetics that plays a factor, but we all have cancer cells in us." Yeah. And the reason that it start that it grows is because of what we eat, and a lot of it is it's just, you know, it's a it's a vicious cycle. And uh, again, I'm not doing the right job explaining it, and it's not about. You know, I used to be one of those people that are like, ah, vegan, what the fuck? You know, and I don't know that I can ever get there completely. I mean, some of these people, excuse me, some of these people at the end of it were like, were like, they showed all these healthy people who were talking about their plant-based diet and all this shit. And they looked so genuinely healthy, like their skin was glowing and all this shit. I'm like, well, and talking about how great they felt and they could feel the blood coursing through their veins when they stopped eating meat and all this shit. And uh, yeah, because all the ca- that, yeah. all the cholesterol had faded out of their yeah. veins. And- you know, they try to tell us, "Oh, you need that for protein." Well, really? Then how does a fucking cow get so big? And all they eat is grains, and they big and muscular. Sunflower and- seeds, nuts is a great replacement for yeah the shit that we eat that we eat for protein. Most of them don't eat. Right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. you have is to that- watch the documentary. It's an hour and twenty minutes. It's worth it's worth checking out. You'll hate our government. You'll hate. Um, You'll hate the government. You'll hate big corporations. I mean, they're so fucking evil, man. On a personal level, I was, I'll say, after I drink my coffee, three quarters vegan for like six or seven months because I'd taken a job working at a, at this vegan. We would do these wraps and quinoa and lentils and salads, uh, and they would sell them at the Whole Foods Market. They were like to go in like to go container. So it wasn't a restaurant. It was more, you know, like stuff you'd pick up at health. Uh, you know, convenience stores and stuff okay. like that. But because I worked there, that became a large part of my diet, taking stuff to go. And Did you feel better? Uh, incredible. Like, I would wake up, like, wide awake. I was never a morning person. Um, keep in mind, like, two wraps they were charging $12 for. I mean, this shit was so expensive yeah. to eat that way. I mean, it's all pre-made and stuff. But So it does cost some money. But, yeah, I felt... It's cheaper if you cook it. It, yeah. it is. I felt great um, after five months. Like, I typically carry a... 
205 to 212 mm-hmm. weight and i'd gotten down to i think 185 189 and i was doing i mean i was doing push-ups and somewhat working out all the time but i felt great i felt agile and quick again yeah they, they, one of the things that did it for me too where i was like i looked at her and i was like we're doing it <laughs> like when it talked about tendonitis which i've developed over the last year or two in a few different areas and uh so you know they're talking about how it eliminates that and all this shit so I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to start with cheese. We're going to, we're not going to cut out meat completely, but eat it a little, uh, a lot less and, and just figure it out and see if we can, well, uh, when we get done here, we'll go downstairs. I'll show you a couple of real, sim- right. real simple things that are like really filling and real and real easy okay. to make. Yeah. Know? So yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Okay. Cool, and then, man. and then in like two months you'll be like, dude, I'm feeling great. And this yeah. and that, and-, and you know, and I, ex- I exercise and all that stuff, but I was just interested in the way they the way they presented it, and uh, it was a it was a great freaking documentary. But I mean, my well, wife cried a little bit because you know just some of the shit they were saying and how sad it is and how fucked up it is. I mean, it's ugh. Because they know dude, what, they it, know it'll what piss you causing. off a little bit. And if and you know recently I've had a, a really close family member, um, you know, pass away due to cancer, and I can't say it's, who knows what it's from, but. Anyone that's dealt through that with you know with a loved one or friend knows that it's it's horrible and at any point that can be avoided for the cost of you know for yeah. for a couple billion dollars what you know whatever they're doing if they know it dude it's evil it's evil and it's a it's it's probably never going to end because it's so ingrained in our culture and everything else but it's if you watch that documentary it it'll it it's 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 delicious up. it's crack yeah it's and legal. they talk about that too there's a receptor in there's in your brain that cheese goes to the same receptor just that that heroin does oh, it's so and the guy was like i'm not saying it's as addictive as freaking heroin but it does it's it's the same thing like you eat cheese and you want more and dude sometimes i fall asleep with cheese in my mouth like i'll go we've got these little crap there's a, there's a stuff that's like these little sticks of cheese and you just pop one in your mouth oh, and i'll be so laying good. there so you know good. yeah and sometimes i'll fall asleep <laughs> i'll wake up at three o'clock in the morning I'm like <laughs> Finish it off. Ooh, pepper jack. Not sure what flavor it is. It's changed flavors oh, since you've so had it in your mouth. Disgusting. Yeah, dude. I'll but, do. Uh, I'll, not, do the, I'll do the uh, whatever. I'll do the tobacco pinch into the shredded cheese bag. Oh, I do it all the time, and, and I squeeze it. it into a little bowl. I squeeze <laughs> it into it, a yes. yeah, into a <laughs> right, form good. it into my thing. I've been doing that since I was a little kid, all right, man. All right, good. I don't feel like a weirdo, dude. I've eaten so much freaking cheese in my life. Um, but on vacation, we didn't have a lot so today i didn't and it was it's been uh you know so it wasn't like i was coming off of well i'll hit you here. with this lentils it's lentils lemon juice and uh you, you take like a whole thing of parsley and chop it up really fine and mince uh mince that in with the lentils and the and people the... listening are like that sounds awesome no it, it actually is pretty good <laughs> it's it's i believe you it's crazy this some of the stuff that and my taste buds have changed but but watch that fucking documentary you'll you'll be uh you know, I don't know if it'll change your damn life, but it might. <laughs> well, I, it might, and it'll it it it'll open your eyes to how big corporations do some evil shit. And uh, and it's not it's not that it's made up of a butt ton of evil people. It's made up of decent people just doing their jobs, and they don't realize what they're doing. Well, frankly, and if you guys want to do something, I mean, if for those of you that are regular humans and have investment portfolios and things like that maybe don't buy stock in in those companies you know like little subtle things like that just don't support or don't you know or you know change your diet i never got the whole um altruistic part of it until this guy at the end was talking about it and the way he worded it and the way he said it made me go oh 
And it makes you not want to contribute to that shit, to those people and those assholes at the top getting rich off of literally fucking killing people yeah. and and peddling the shit. And the, the I mean, it's just, you'll yeah. have to watch it because another... I won't explain it good enough, but you need to watch it. It's another it. reason to hate Steelers fans also. <laughs> Why is that? Because they're owned by Kraft. Oh, they are? Uh-huh. Yeah, fuck the Steelers. They play at Heinz Field. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to ask you, though, about, um, about Brian, like, how far... Because comedy-wise, like, with in your career, like, does he have any influence with that? Or um, like- he tells an interesting story about, and I didn't even remember saying this, but he was talking about how I was going to be a teacher and my reasons for it. And I was like, I don't even remember saying that about the reasons for it. But, I mean, now I do now that he said something. I remember saying something about it, but he was telling me about, um, he's got a good story on there about a friend of ours who's normally really positive, and when he heard what I was going to do, like, I think I'm going to try to be a comedian. He was like, you can't do that. It's not going to work out. You know, I'm like, aren't you normally Mr. Positive? Why are you killing my dream, motherfucker? Um, but he tells a good story on that, and he, he, uh, he was always real supportive about it. And, and, he was, and Brian Pinnock, the guy who does, who's on episode 18, um, he's just... Like, he was sort of like an older brother to me. He's only like a year older than me, but I just kind of looked up to him in that he's one of these guys who's always good with the ladies. Um, he's funny. He's one of these guys who can party his ass off and still get a 3.9 GPA and ace all the, you know. And he, he's just always got it. He's, he's got shit figured out. He's a smart dude, and it just, it, things, book work and all that stuff, homework, it, it, you know, schoolwork, that shit just came to him easy. And uh, he, he's just a funny guy. He's a good guy to have on your team. Um, Got your back at all costs. Yeah, kind of, kind a, of a guy. And, if you ever needed anything and you... Yeah, kind of a little okay. fucker, but could drink like... I mean, like a... You wouldn't like you wouldn't believe. Like he, Beer beer Fest is one of his favorite movies, probably. I don't a, know, but I know that he... Uh, every, everyone I know dude. that loves drinking loves Beer Fest. Oh, I'm really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like all my like pothead, pothead friends, you know, yeah. half-baked is always like, love half-baked. I'm like, it's... It's all right, you know. It's okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a minute. Yeah, exactly. That proved my point. Um, but yeah, and then uh, we had a great vacation. We did a lot of. Uh, I just got back from there. Um, what are, What are you talking about, buddy? Oh, the Kennedy thing. We're gonna talk about that. That book I read um, on the way back. But um, I went to the Cayman Islands, and uh, have you ever have you ever jet skied in the ocean? No, I. Dude, it is different. It's much harder, and uh, it was challenging at first. Like I had to stop and put on my goggles so I could see because I tried to do it with just the sunglasses on. Actually, I lied. I have, but it was in the it was in the marina in the bay in San Diego. So it wasn't like choppy. It wasn't that choppy. Dude, it was crazy. We went airborne so much, but by the end of it, I had it figured out, and I was just I was just killing those waves, dude. I was going like I was. I had that thing. Uh, the guy that leading the tour. Um, like, I was on his ass. Like, he, we were supposed to stay close to him or whatever. We're supposed to be able to where we can see him. And I was just like, towards the end, I was like, go, motherfucker. Like, get, get out of my way. If Did you have gonna... a legit ski? I mean, the one, because oh, yeah, we rented it. Mine was, like, shitty. The, the, oh, it was? Yeah, the handling. Oh, the trick about a uh, in the ocean is you just have to keep it straight. And there was this guy behind, there was this guy on our tour, because we went snorkeling. It was the best deal on the islands for 160 bucks. For like three hours, they take you snorkeling. You go to a, a place where you see the the uh, stingrays, and they're all around <laughs> you, dude. I'm out. Well, no, it was a manta ray, so they don't sting you. 
Um, okay. But, but they're just That's everywhere. Better. And I guess stingrays don't either unless you fucking step on them or try to provoke them. They're but they do have a weapon. It's kind of like docile. walking down an aisle with a bunch of people holding billy clubs. <laughs> You're like, you know what? They, they're probably not going to hit me, but they, right. they are holding well, These weapons. are manta rays, supposedly, which I guess are pretty harmless, even though they've got they've got eyes that look like a freaking horse or something just on the top of their yeah. head. And I fed one of them. And it, it's like a door closing on your hand. I mean, it kind of hurts, <laughs> but it, they don't have teeth. Um, so they just kind of, but it, it the, like, guy, the guy gave me like three pieces of meat and I only got one in the thing's mouth because it's, it's freaking creepy, man. It's bucket list type stuff right there. Yeah, but it was cool and the ocean was so beautiful at that part. And, uh, Did you feel alive after that thing yeah. took, took a hold of your hand? And then he took us to a starfish place. That was kind of lame. Um, but then we went and did some more snorkeling in this kick-ass location, and then we and then we drove the jet skis back. So a lot of jet ski time, wave runner time. And there's this big, strong dude on the tour, and he could barely do it. Like he was like, "I've never done one," and I'm, I'm eh. you know, it's waves are crashing. I'm like, "Dude," I go, "I go, hey man, you just need to you need to hammer down on that thing, go fast, because the faster you go, the less waves you, the less water you take. You on. skip over the yeah." I was like, "Just trust yourself," and. uh and then I would take off and, you know, and, and I would turn back around. He's way behind me. I'm like, you freaking pussy. Could you get it to where, like, you could, like, bank into the waves as they were building? You know what I mean? Like, no, man. It was so choppy that I was just literally just, I mean, we were hitting such waves that I know we came completely out of the water a bunch of times. And by the end of it, you just have to trust yourself and keep it straight. Yeah. And you're not going to you're not gonna tip over for the most part. I'm not saying it can't happen, but... I was I was proud of myself at the end. I was like, I'm freaking... Because <laughs> at first I hated it. I was like, I'm taking on all this water. It's smacking me in the face, and it was hard. But once I got the hang of it, I was like, this is awesome. It's great, because you end up going like 50, 60 miles an hour. We like, were going probably 45 into the... Just right into Yeah, it. I guess just head it's on, choppy. Just <laughs> and that's brutal. Yeah. And the other thing, too, like the brakes, like you let off, all of a sudden... Like, I have a friend that busted out his teeth because yeah. he planted his chin right into the top yeah. of one oh, of those. Yeah, oh, dude, my chin is so sore, you probably can't see it anymore, but I did that. I yeah. nailed my chin. And that's how people, that's how boxers get knocked out. Mm-hmm. So, like that's, uh, dude, yeah, you could drown. Yeah, well, I had a life jacket on and but all still, that shit. You but still, you fucking land face and, down. And, Kate, and, and my wife's on the back, but... Oh, um, okay. But, yeah, it's, it's like, one of the most fun things, I, I took a jet ski from mile marker 2 to mile marker, like, 37 or something in Lake of the Ozarks. And so I was following my buddy's boat the whole time. We were, like, dropping it off at his buddy's dock. But I, I would go ahead and, and, like, dart off into those weird channels where there was just glass. Yeah. And I'd pull up next to a dock and turn around and sit there and just gun it and get it up to, I think I got it up to 67 miles an hour. Yeah. But it was just, but it was straight, like, reflection, no ripples or anything. Well, one of these days I'm going to live somewhere where I can jet ski every day because... It is hands down one of my favorite things on the planet to do. I mean, I scream like a little kid. I'm like, yip, yip, yippee, woohoo. I say that shit out loud. I'll be like, yip, yip, yippee. <laughs> Especially at like 6 o'clock in the morning on the lake when it's just glass. I mean, I went with a girlfriend one time, and she was like, um, my parents could hear you this morning. Because <laughs> I like, went at like 6 a.m., and it was complete glass. And I was just like, I mean, it was... It was. It's so fun, dude. Yeah, just imagine the dad waking up. The lake up, is better. The dad has a robe on and like his morning coffee, and he's out, and you're just like <laughs> 400 yards out, like. <laughs> I mean, I know it was obnoxious. And but, he's like, uh, "Look at this motherfucker on my jet ski." <laughs> I was in like my mid 20s. I was just like, "This is the best day of my life." Oh, <laughs> uh, and skiing. I am. I am. I'm like a low grade adrenaline junkie. I think um, with stand up and and speed and. 
and like I got this thing where I, when I'm skiing, I'm just like, I just keep saying to myself, just trust yourself, just trust yourself. And I'll just keep going faster and faster. And then sometimes I'm like, you better turn. You wakeboarded? Um, I have not wakeboarded. I think you would enjoy that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I think, Oh, actually, yeah. On the water? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When you're pulling behind a boat. It's been a long time, but yeah. Because that one, like, once you get comfortable, like, you can kind of, because immediately you can, like, shorten and get up into the wake more and start having fun there and turning around. And, yeah. Um, and that's why I love lake and water recreational stuff. Like, yeah. when you crash, I mean, barring, like, hitting your chin, like, you just land in water and you just climb back up and yeah. you go out. I mean, I've, I can still freak myself out, like, what's underneath me kind of a thing. But I haven't been in a long time. And now that I've been in the ocean where there really is shit. Um, yes, last night I was watching this thing and we'd just been in the Caribbean, basically. Not British, British Columbia, where it's just beautiful. But I was watching this thing about dolphins, a spinner dolphin. And if you don't know what a spinner dolphin is, no idea. They basically just hump all day long and play. <laughs> it's like it's like God. If I could be reincarnated as something, a female would be the best because, um, God, we're getting off topic. This <laughs> no, not to do with vacation. <laughs> this 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 these particular dolphins. Um, the male has a one inch penis. And it's the size, of, it's like, is the circumference is like a pencil. So they have these tiny penises, but the women don't care. The women dolphins don't care because to them it's all about frequency and variety. So, okay. Okay. so yeah, so they just get humped all day long by, you know, dozens of different dolphins, you know, several, I don't know how many. But, and they hump so much that no one knows who is the father of anybody's kid. So they just all protect each other. It was like, Jesus, what a life. Just jumping out of the water all day and humping and... <laughs> It's like, man, that, being a dolphin, I mean, they can swim like 50 miles an hour or some shit. They can kill great white sharks, so they got that if they need it in their back pocket. They can escape. It's pretty It's pretty carefree. They're kind of like the the, uh, the Corvette of the ocean. If yeah, you know. man. It would be really freaking cool. If you're going to... If reincarnation is a thing, being a dolphin would not be a bad deal. It, um, and the Cayman Islands, I just looked up because I was curious because there's so many islands down there. So that's just south of Cuba. Like yeah, it's, it's an hour flight, hour and a half flight. It's southwest from of Cuba. And yeah. so, uh, yeah. it, and Mexico's not that far off either. So, no. And uh, so the trip was awesome. We went fishing and wave, did wave runners and uh, laid by the pool and uh, all that crap that you do on vacation. And uh, it was great. Your man. tan looks perfect. I got a little tan, yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. The, the only down, the only shitty part was on the way home without getting into all of it. It ended up taking an extra, like, 20 hours to get home because of all the delays and waiting just an in extra airports. day yeah just a day of your life and that's hard on your body the older you get but uh so that really really sucked american airlines um sucks um i hate them i hate everyone but southwest every time i fly another airline i'm like this is why i only fly southwest you fuckers now was there any reimbursement or any offer uh, they offered or? us like 150 dollars a piece and we're like you don't understand how much these tickets were and what a pain in the ass this was. I mean, to literally be like, we're going to be home in eight hours, too. They flew us to Hartford, Connecticut, the complete opposite direction, you know, and then we had to wait in the airport for four hours to take a six-hour flight back. We had first-class tickets that we didn't, you know, we're like, they're, we're just lucky to get on this one plane. And, you know, I mean, all that shit, you're just, you know, by the end of it, you're just like, fuck you. Yeah, you know, yeah, we had first-class no tickets for part of it, not the whole thing, but the part where we were coming back, we were supposed to have it, you know, just for the trip yeah, back. It's the yeah, the end of vacation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it all got screwed up, and uh, it was just... It's flying east. Like, I never fly east, but it seems like... Because I, I mean, for the most part, 
am a fairly successful. Most of the flights I take are direct, though. <laughs> I, traveler, yeah. you know, because I think a lot of the flights I do take are direct flights. But anytime it seems like people are flying east, they're hitting rain, the hurricane, snow. Yeah, they, like that. I feel like that's you're increasing. Well, I think it was actually the people flying west is the reason. And so that's why we had to fly back east. I don't freaking know. Either but, way. But anyway, by the end of it, and then they lost our luggage and took like an hour and a half when we got back to the airport. And, you know, my wife is so sweet all the time. And I was like, <laughs> I'm embarrassed sometimes at the way I can get. But this is at the end of like a 30-hour trip. They just lost our luggage. And uh, they finally directed us kind of the right place. And and she's being all sweet. Like, you're the first person who's actually helped us. Thank you. And I was walking away, and I don't know if anyone could hear me, but I was like, let's not suck their dicks just yet. <laughs> we still haven't gotten our bags. So. <laughs> a little bit of honesty here. Let's put this into perspective. Let's not suck their dicks just yet. <laughs> that's a good line. Yeah. Um, uh, that's hilarious. And I was just, uh, you know, I mean, it was fine. It was one of those things where you, it ebbed and flowed. Like, sometimes you'd laugh, and you're like, I can't believe this shit. And then we got to the airport, and it was already closed. Like, it was one of the one of the places they shipped us. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning, so nothing's open. We're starving. Uh, and vending machine options nah, only. I didn't even think there was a vending machine that we could find. But anyway, uh, <laughs> overall, great trip. Uh, I have no real complaints. I read a book on the way back uh, about uh, Beyond Camelot. I haven't finished it because it's like a 600-page book, but I'm about halfway through it. Very ambitious. I mean, I am immediately discouraged by anything over 350, really? typically. Yeah, I'm just not going to do that. It just intrigued me. and uh, Beyond Camelot. Beyond Camelot, I learned some very interesting things about the Kennedys, and uh, Jackie Kennedy negotiated, she had the Senator Ted Kennedy and her lawyer negotiate a deal before she got married to Aristotle Onassis for $1.5 million, and all these other incentives and all this shit, like she got 20000 a month, 30000 a month, and he paid for all her shit, and she got a million and a half right off the jump. I mean, it was a business deal. And this was back in the 60s, 50s, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, you can sugarcoat it and put whatever lawyer spin on it you want, but... That's, that's beyond a prenup. It's prostitution. I mean, she yeah, gave, yeah. he gave her a million and a half dollars. Be, I mean, not even... that, And that was just the tip of the iceberg of all the shit he gave her, just to marry him. And this was a, a negotiation before... They actually got married, and she did a lot of the great things, and she seemed to be a great woman. But it's just funny how you can word things, and you can, you know, some poor Mar- girl marry addict- off your daughter, you know, but you know, trading goods and and money for yeah. that. Yeah, and and, and, and to, to in her defense, back then it was like a uh, a deal between rich people. They it was, this was an off often a thing American like American royalty, a gift kind of a thing to the wife for marrying me. But you can call it whatever you want. It's a freaking, you know. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just on a higher level. It's just high class. <laughs> yeah, just because, right, right. But it, right. but you break it down, it's the same shit. It's like I'll marry you, you can get this pudding, but you're gonna give me X Y Z. I mean, and you know, some poor girl addicted to crack or something who who turns tricks to support her habit. You know, they just treat her like trash and keep recycling her through the system. She's only asking for eighteen dollars. So yeah, she's a- just trying to feed her nasty habit that that she got because she got screwed from the jump in life. Well, she's a piece of shit. But this girl who has everything in life anyway, she negotiates a deal, and and it's fine. It's because there's lawyers involved and blah, blah, blah. But it's the same thing. And it brings me my point is that window dressing in this country is everything. 
It's everything. Yeah. That's why the taller guy always wins the presidency. Um, it's why, you know, we, we have people elected that you're like, how the fuck did they get elected? And that guy with all the great ideas didn't. Well, because Bernie Sanders is funny looking. Or Michael Dukakis is too short. Or, you know, there's just, <laughs> yeah, we're all weird. about window dressing in America. That's all anyone gives a fuck about. Well, I mean, it, look, in, in Jackie's defense, I mean, it turns out some of that $1.5 million was hazard pay. I mean, she ended up being three inches away from a bullet that would have ended her life. No, so. this was for Aristotle Onassis. This had nothing to do with Kennedy. She married oh, Kennedy for oh, love. So, so, okay, so this... So this, this is after he got killed. Oh, okay. She okay, married okay. Aristotle Onassis. Okay, so so give me the family tree then, because I know nothing. I'm completely... Uh, John F. Kennedy and his brother Robert Kennedy were both assassinated. Uh, Joseph Kennedy is the father, and he made all their money with like bootlegging and the stock market and shit like okay. that. He made his money on bootlegging, and then he did really well in the stock market, which started the whole Kennedy thing. Him and his wife had all these kids... Three of them were, uh, the three males were John, RFK, and Ted. And uh, Ted went on to be a senator, and, and he was a pretty interesting dude. Uh, Had the bridge, Chappaquiddick. Uh, river incident. Yeah, he left a girl. He, he, he killed her, basically. They, they, uh, they went off the road, and he had been drunk, so he didn't want to report it. And he just, he got out of the car and left her there and didn't report it for 10 hours, and it turns out that she didn't even drown. She was, like, suffocating in the car because there was just enough air in there that she didn't drown. She was just terrified for two fucking hours before she finally died. An hour or two is what they think. Uh. So that's how that poor girl died, and he got, like, like a, a, a little fine and, like, two months of community service or probation or just some ridiculous, I'm rich. Laughable you know, sentence. And, yeah, and, uh, you know, I mean, he, he never... He never won the president. He tried to be the president and didn't, and that was a big part of it was Chappaquiddick. But he got away with Chappaquiddick. He got away with letting that girl die, and you know, basically because he didn't want the because uh, he, he probably would have gotten if he would have went to her. They're drunk to the police and been like, "I'm shit faced," and this girl just died. Well, then uh, he would have went to fucking prison, <laughs> you know, or it, it, I would have, you know. But oh, he's a most candidate. definitely. Yeah, and uh, it's just. But I tell you what, man, that family, if you believe in curses, they are cursed because, I mean, how have you ever met anyone who died in a plane crash or known anyone who died in a plane crash? Well, in that particular family, um, like three or four people have died in a plane crash and, and, and the assassinations and uh, drug overdoses and skiing accidents and strokes and just i mean all this shit that happens to, to other families but to a to a point where you're like man maybe you fuckers deserve this on some level yeah. and at their defense they do they've 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 been nothing but public servants their whole life that's what their family's all about but something some happened of, back in the, the 20s shit, or 30s or well they're 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 all their money came from crime essentially uh, in a and uh you know they just They've they've had some awful shit happen to them, but it was really interesting to watch to uh, read, and I'm not done with it yet. But uh, it really shows you how money and influence is freaking everything. Um, yeah, it makes you wonder, like, what kind of what kind of contract Melania Trump got. <laughs> you know, when talking about the Jackie O thing, I mean, she had to have gotten something. There's well, no way they those two still have. It's sex. weird. Well, Unless, uh, I mean, in a way that he, she's like, I have to have you, Donald. Yeah, <laughs> there's I, no fucking way. That's that is what all third about. wife, second wife, or something. You know, he's been married a few yeah, times. And, and I know women are attracted to different things, but 
Melania and Donald doing it. Uh, no, nah, that hasn't happened. Uh, well, it's happened, but in one years, it ain't. Out I mean, of, I, apparently, it happened twelve years ago. That is that is how, a is financial that, obligation that she has to do for him I because I don't know if, the, if their son was artificially inseminated. I'm not sure. Well, I'm, I promise you, they do it, but she doesn't do it. Well, and again, I don't know these fucking people. But, but put that, guys, listeners, put that in your mind right now. Naked Donald Trump, naked Ivanka. Or not Ivanka. Ivanka. It's Melania. Melania, right? I'm sorry. Ivanka's That's his daughter. His daughter. Don't, don't, do the, don't, don't, do, don't do that. Even though Donald <laughs> Trump was always talking about her ass and stuff. Was he really? Yeah. What did he say always, about her ass? He's making weird comments about how hot she was and if he wasn't her daughter and like weird, just weird stuff over the years. Really? Yeah. Wow. This was like, there's clips of it. Well, I tell you what, man. I, I put a post on Facebook yesterday, I think, about all the fake shit going around. It's like Facebook has become the National Enquirer. And I'm sure he said that. I'm not saying he didn't say that, but I've seen so much shit on Facebook lately that I'm just like, man, stop sharing these stories. They're not true. They're fake. Like, all you got to do is look it up. And then there's actually a thing that pops up now that says, is this true? Fake? No. Yeah. You can, you can, it's not even that hard to research anymore. But people, it doesn't stop people from sharing it. I saw a lady yesterday who I went to high school with. She shared a story and then someone was like, yeah, this is fake. And she's like, yeah, I just found that out. And then just out of curiosity, I went back later to see if she still had it up there. And she's like, and it was. And I'm like, don't you see that you're spreading ignorance? You're making people, I, I hear people talking about it. Like, I read, and I'm like, well, you read something that's wrong. It's bullshit. That didn't happen. You know, and it's just contributing to how fucking dumb this society is becoming. I mean, it's, look, it's, look at it like this. Now, in this day and age, we have access to all these really crappy middle school newspapers, essentially, that people put up online and their mm -hmm. opinions and fake news or this and that. And just because it's out there and can pop up in our feed, now people have the luxury of just, they don't even read it. They're usually hooked by the title. Whatever it is, some, mm -hmm. some scandalous, but not scandalous enough where it makes them look bad if they're sharing it. Some of them are just fucking ridiculous. Like, I'm like, that didn't happen, yeah, you idiots. Yeah, three guys didn't live off the off goat's milk for seven months in a shack in Tallahassee, Florida. Just, just, just like, just immediately, <laughs> oh, that's I, like that didn't happen. I wish I could think of an example, but I mean, some of them are just so. Oh, uh, it was a thing about about um, two great white sharks found in the Mississippi River. I'm like, well, they don't live in fresh water. And, you know, and that's, that was the thing she shared. God bless her. She's a good person. <laughs> but but it drives me crazy. The when one people, I, the one I like. People share the shit more. Well, and look, because, you know, okay, so the more hits that these sites get, it's advertising dollars. And so the one that I always liked was it'll say, Nicolas Cage says Olathe, Kansas is one of his favorite places he's ever been. And then it, and then the article say that proceed to say that insert celebrity was in, you know, Kansas City or Independence, Missouri or in Chattanooga, yeah. Tennessee, whatever local and and so there'll be a hundred of these articles that are all the same thing except for the city names are changed. So then People will see it, and they live in these small towns, and they're like, oh, Nicolas Cage was here, and then they'll share it. So it's like, <laughs> Nicolas Cage was in Olathe. And then they I don't think his career's going very good. He would probably mention damn near anything these days. <laughs> but that was I, that was the thing going around a few months ago that you'll see that's like, yeah. insert celebrities in small town, is in Boise, Idaho, and then everyone in Boise shares it. And well, then I tell you what, I think it's all orchestrated by the government to keep us from paying attention to what they're doing because they do some evil shit and they have done a lot of evil shit and it's just crazy watch that thing we got to get off here but watch that documentary what the health and uh contri contribute to making it happen.com what 
Um, I'm sorry, we're not done talking, but uh, I just want to plug these things real quick. Make sure you check out my website, timgathercomedy.com. I've got a lot coming up. Yeah, and, that's uh, what. Well, I was gonna say, <clears throat> if there is something that you really do need to pay attention to, it is timgathercomedy.com/backslash/events. Um, coming up this weekend, right after the Fourth of July, you're gonna be up in Seattle. Doing, yep. you doing a few casinos, things like that? or uh, John Slayton has got some shows lined up for me. Very and nice. I've very also nice. got a meeting with a guy who wants to manage me. We'll see if what he has to say. Um, Don't go sucking their dick just yet. Yeah, I won't. <laughs> Is that your advice for my meeting? Uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, he, he had some interesting things to say to me, and uh, this guy who wants to meet with me, and uh, we're, we're going to... I'll have lunch with him, whatever. It can't hurt. And, no, not at all. And... Uh, so I'm going to meet with him and do a couple shows up there. Okay. And, and then uh, after that, I'm doing the Blue Room Comedy Club. I'm doing a... That's in Springfield. That's the yep. 14th and the 15th. This is a great club. I, I I'm doing that Quentin times. Rice gig. You are doing that? On right, Wednesday um, in okay, Jefferson, that's, Missouri. That's, that's in Jefferson City. That's the state capital. So if, if by chance you're listening in, in central Missouri, Jefferson City, Columbia... New Franklin, Franklin, anywhere, Boonville in that area. Yeah. It's a short drive, and it's at Avenue HQ. And Quentin's done a fantastic job. He's remodeled this entire venue just for live performance arts, things like that. Um, they've got a bar there, so you can get – there's plenty to drink. Uh, the tickets are – I'm going to say 10 15 bucks, but I had a great time when I was there. Yeah, I think it's going to be good, and, uh, and, and it's, you know – Adding a little bit of money to my trip, and, and, and that's the Wednesday or the or the Thursday, the thirteenth or the Wednesday. The that's 12th. Wednesday. No, that's Thursday. Yeah, the thirteenth, right? And then on the weekend, I'll be at the, in the Blue, Blue Room in Springfield, Missouri, and in, then in I'm the, headlining the Comedy Store in La Jolla. Oh, that's the twenty first and twenty second of July, which is that's Southern California. Anyone, I'd say anywhere from Oceanside, you know, Laguna down. That's worth a drive, forty five minute drive. Yeah, one of my favorite clubs in the country, and then I'm headlining the uh, Hard Rock. Casino or yep, hotel that's and right. casino. And that's on the twenty sixth, the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, and that's in Sioux City, uh, which is right across. That's not far from Omaha, right? Uh, it's about two hours, I think, up, up the river, half, right? Yeah. Up, up sixteen or twenty nine or whatever. Uh, I don't know. I just plug it into yeah. the GPS. So there you go, Sioux, <laughs> Sioux City. That's the Wednesday. Yeah, I'm headlining that Hard Rock Hotel, and then um, and then on uh, then I'm doing, doing the Omaha Funny Bone, and then I'm headlining the Denver Improv. So. This month I'm headlining. I headlined uh, Laugh Factory, Two Funny Bones, a Comedy Store, and Improv. Um, that's so good. Yeah, that's pretty good. good damn month. Yeah, so that's the 27th, 8th, 9th, and 30th, uh, 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th. That's the Funny Bone in Omaha, and then August 3rd, 4th, and 5th, the Denver Improv. And three so three through six, I think there's a Sunday show. Okay, through but the yeah, TimGatherComedy.com. All that shit's on there. And that's again, that's stuff you do want to memorize, and that is. This not fake news. That's real. That's, That's legit. Real news. He's going to be at those locations physically telling jokes. Yes. Having good shows. And that's proven the track record's there to back that up. Well, we hope. We'll see. But uh Barring like eight missed flights and a twenty hour trip to Des Moines or Omaha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be fun and uh yeah, those are the kind of sh- those are the kind of clubs that you uh that you wanna you wanna work in. So Yeah, and, and so Tell your friends, like if you know someone or your aunt or whatever, brother or any sister lives in Omaha or down in Southern California, in Springfield, down the Ozarks, Central Missouri, up in Seattle or, you know, in and around Denver. Um, let them know. those places. Yeah, yeah, like it's not far to get. These clubs are legit. They're awesome venues. Um, and, you know, the shows are good. And so, um, and you might as well tell them to listen to the podcast too. 
Yeah, please do and go and, and give us positive ratings and uh, all that stuff. It helps and uh, gives us motivation to keep doing it. So I wanted to ask you too. Did you ever contemplate driving at, at any point? Were you like, should we just get a car and just move, be moving <laughs> from Hartford? No, 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 no. From your original North Carolina, like oh, when you originally started. No, dude, it still would have been like forty-five hours drive. Yeah, yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, no, and gas for the rental car, and ugh, fuck that, no way. Okay, so you didn't approach any like John Candy? No, man, it situation wasn't. Situation where wasn't you're an option, in a polka and, uh, band and we wouldn't have gotten our bags, and it just would have been like, fuck. We'd I mean, still be driving. On story alone, though, <laughs> <laughs> we'd still be driving. But uh, yeah, God bless all of you for listening. Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, listening always, and we appreciate it. And we'll see, we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. <laughs>